1: So the season starts on Thursday, April 7th. Uh, hopefully everyone's fantasy leagues are mostly set. But big thing that happens, weekly leagues, TGFBI first free agent acquisition bids went, went in. I think the most interesting part of the TGFBI bids is who is going for just crazy sums of money. Uh, my league, Matt Brash, $169. Uh, Runner-up was, runner was $151. And the second was Stephen Kwan at a hundred. And just scrolling through the leagues, I see that the other the other guy is uh Pena was going for big, you know, triple digits as well. He happened to already be owned in my league. So Ooh, someone picked up Paul DeJong. <laughs> Holy but a goodie. Um for eighty four bucks. It, in that's insane. It's not clear that he's gonna have the starting job. Edmund Sosa might beat him for that job still. But then number two is Matt Brash. Yeah. It seems like a brash. At how much? Eighty-three. That's so low. If you scroll through the others, they're like he's he's only below a hundred in one or two of the leagues. Ooh, CJ Abrams,
0: JJ's brother. Yep. Um, sixty-four, and I don't know why he wasn't owned.
1: Zach Eflin, oldie, old old yeah. favorite of ours. Is this going to be his year? Zach Eflin. Uh, do you mean his year in the sense that like this is his best year or? Like he's gonna be back, fantasy relevant. Oh, I'm I'm not willing to go that far.
0: In TGFBI, yes, I guess so.
1: Chris Archer, your buddy. Eleven bucks. How how many picks did you have on? Was it is it a long list or is that the are you re- telling me basically the whole list? There were a lot of picks in my league.
0: I'm just going. I'm I'm picking the ones that I like that are interesting to me. I don't really I don't care
1: about everybody. There's a lot of, a lot. Yeah, yeah. There have to there have to be a lot. Obviously. What was what was the what was the runner-up on Matt Brashbed for you? Seventy-six. That's still very low. I'm very okay. Should have put something in on him. I, I don't know. I mean this this is kind of this is kind of my perennial question. Like, should we have put something in on him? I'm gonna always be a low bidder. I uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Somebody paid three twenty-five for him. I'll tell you. Oof. <laughs> For Matt Brash, wow! I would be blown away if Matt Brash returns a third of your, a third of your dollar value. Are you ready? This, you know what? This really feels like the right time to start baseball. I hate March starts. Uh, in, in answer to your question, am I ready? This is literally as ready as I'm going to be. I feel, I feel really good. Like, I think that April first, I could have, I could have taken baseball on April first. But now I have an extra week to just kind of like sit here like, you know, shaking a little bit like, okay, let's go. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I think
0: this is the right time. The daffodils are going to be blooming. Optimistically going to be blooming. Crocuses definitely. So that means that this is such a,
1: such a Northeast centric picture of of when baseball should be played. (laughs) I'm sorry. We, we have to go with the myth that it, that baseball started in Cooperstown. So that's fair, fair Excuse enough. Me, I, we are, where? we are. I mean, we are an unabashedly northeast baseball pod. No matter what we, no matter what we do. All right. Uh, fantasy news. Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon is coming to HBO August twenty first. Now, I think this is really interesting because this is just head to head against Lord of the Rings. Now, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. They somebody made that choice consciously at some point, right? They had to have. Yeah, George <laughs> Martin. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know. It's a good. I I don't know. Anyway, if you if you go to there, there's plenty of promotional images. Nothing, uh, no trailer. There's not a new, new trailer. There's no trailer right? or anything yet. Yeah. Just a couple. Just a couple. I mean, because we we had the trailer in uh, last October, so there's a bunch of new photos, but that's basically it in the release date uh no other information still don't know anything about it i i mean it's i didn't there aren't any articles so they're not doing the same sort of lord of the rings blitz right cuz lord of the rings has already sent out screeners as we talked about yeah
0: I mean, but why would they have why would they have to
1: but why would lord of the rings there's, have to the preview is they have they have 8 seasons
0: how many seasons were there eight eight seasons of game of thrones that's, that's
1: all they have to like release there's is is there any world in which this show is better than Game of Thrones? Yes. The world in which we watch season eight of Game of Thrones. Okay. The world in which only season eight of Game of Thrones exists. Sure. But in our current world, series seasons one through four exist. Right. And they are like, I, I know, but I mean, it's like, it's like how episode nine in star Wars just destroyed episode seven. I don't know what a head to head looks like. It's a lot. It's a lot. To, it's going to be a lot to keep straight. Because it's all new characters between two shows. Both. Yeah. going to for Gladriel and Elrond. So here we are staring down the start of a season, and we thought it might be appropriate to peek in the bet box, which is a traditional thing that we, we do, but we also haven't talked about the bet box, the concept of the bet box in a really long time, so I thought maybe we should take a minute to talk about why we do it and what we're hoping to get out of it. We did a couple of weeks ago. We did t- talk about it in like theoretically why why it's important, and then and then where that's like the, the blind spot is
0: of of the theory.
1: Kind, kind of okay. Let, let's just forefront it again. I think I and the, to me, there's something important about the bed box, which is that these are predictions that we don't have a model for. Although we'll talk in a second, the line itself might be guided by a model, or sometimes one of us does have a model for it, and the other one really disagrees <laughs> with that yeah okay so so at least one element of this does not have a model um not have a stated model these are players
0: situations that are really up for grabs we, we don't we don't know what it is and by putting putting a line on it we're able to help give listeners kind of their opinion of like where where they should be sitting and really, it's the line setting, which is almost more valuable. It's like yep. going to Vegas and being like, what's the line on every single one of these NFL teams? And then being like,
1: okay, well, that's, that's probably going to relate to pretty closely to where, where they're going to win. So I think the line setting, I think, is a really fun activity for us. Um, and I, I've, I've actually learned more from line setting, I think, than, than anything else. Anything else about the bet box before we move on to what looking in? We have to have at least one week. Okay, let's do it. Uh, we're going to try and be a little bit more attentive to the bet box this year. You just laid out a great goal for let's put things in the bet box. I love that. Uh, last bet box episode, in case you're very curious about our format, was episode 5.31, which is which is quite a while ago at this point, all the way at the end of the 2021 season. We're going to plan ahead this year. looks like our next bet box will be all-star break. So I'm thinking, I don't know, episode yeah. 6.20 is where I laid it out. Let me tell you what's in the bet box right now and what inspired this. There's not much in there, uh, so it's it's worth us talking about it right now and putting some things in there. As a matter of fact, I only came up with two that have resolved since, uh, since we last talked about this. Mm-hmm. There was one that we talked about in 5.31, Jake Cronenworth. I don't know why we put this in the bet box like August of last year, but we did. Jake Cronenworth, over under 89. 89- he must have
0: been shortstop eligible.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I think that he was in the review uh, session. yes, 89.5 ADP. Um, I said over. going to be worse. And I'm going to mark this as resolved, you can argue, 120.19 in TGFBI. Is, is it the
0: same in Fantasy Pros?
1: I don't know. You, that's, This is what I'm going to give you. This is where I'm going to try and give you your wiggle room. I didn't check that. I mean, it's, I, that with that level. Sorry, bud. All right, leave that page open. We're going to need it in a minute. Uh, we I guess we could also possibly call the Jake DeGrom one from last episode if you're if you're happy I don't know you have it in front of you the over under was set at 15.5 ADP I thought he'd come in under what's he at right now Fantasy Pros No. Oh, have you checked this and you know no nope, I haven't yep 146
0: <laughs> what is the ranking he's 25 is the ADP according to Fantasy well Pros. that's
1: that's already five back from where we talked about it last week so uh you know these so I'm thinking I'm feeling pretty good about my uh, other two unders. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens there uh okay from episode 5.48 noelvi Marte 0. 0.5 pas in 2021 that is does he appear this year we'll keep track um the minute that one resolves we'll just call it it <laughs> we'd be great if he starts with a Pintron <laughs> that's yeah that, that's right that's right that's the only argument all right 6.02 from episode 6.02 Josh Donaldson 400 pas I picked the over uh also from 6.02 Isaiah kind of falafa versus gio urshela number of pas I picked falafa you p- happily picked urshela <laughs> uh also in that in that episode Jose Iglesias 500 pas in 2022 I picked over Alex Colome 20 saves in 2022 I picked under. So all of those came out of one episode uh, for guys that are in new new locations. I stand by all of those. I have no problems with them. Yeah. I, I'm
0: interested. The falafa, falafa. I mean, Rochelle one is going to be interesting. I
1: don't know what to think about that one. Um, in episode 6.03, we talked about lineups uh, a little bit. We're going to do some lineup comparisons, and we'll see. I'm hoping that uh, who is more close will be obvious, <laughs> but we'll come back to that. A little bit later, and also from six point zero three, Walker Bueller, over under two hundred innings pitched in twenty twenty two. I picked under. You picked over. I'll also note, though, the reason that I'm bringing this up again is that in episode five point one seven, we both predicted Bueller for over two hundred k in twenty twenty one, which he blew past.
0: Yes. See, that's where we said the the blind spot of the bet box is, is that we don't have like these. We're betting against the world. This is, you know, these are the 20 hillmaries Marys we'll have to do if we're wrong.
1: <laughs> we need a little bit of that. All right. Uh, and then just to wrap the thing that I said, Jake DeGrom, uh, I picked under on um, twenty two hundred and twelve point five Ks, under 189.5 innings. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not looking good right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing to say there. Too bad. We uh, wasn't wasn't that the part where we were like we're not going to jinx him this year. And then, okay, well, we whatever. Did. All right, let's pivot into the new uh, things for the bet box. I have a few, a couple things here. And the philosophical thing that I'm going to try and run right now is that I'm trying to probe two unique spots in the draft. Um, what I'm going to argue are two unique spots, sort of ones right around pick a hundred, where you're finding a lot of make or break guys. Like this is a place yeah. where you have to do you have to pick correctly in the draft. Um, because this is where you can really make some hay. And then near ADP two hundred, which is where if you fast forward in the season a little bit, where you're gonna tend to find a bunch of waiver wire guys. <laughs> and if you're not in particularly deep league, um, these these might have been guys that you were picking late in the draft or maybe in some cases weren't picked at all. Yeah, 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 depending on how deep. I also want to set these lines so that we can evaluate them from early season stats and try and figure out if we're on the right track. This is something we're going to talk about in upcoming weeks as well, uh, evaluating small number statistics. Let's try and get a little bit better at this. So what I'm going to do is give you ratios for guys. okay. And we're going to stick to just home runs and Ks because those are super easy to count and because if you look um, in general, these rates... For these two categories track with uh, their generic fantasy value. So in the sense that if you're getting a lot of home runs, you're also getting a lot of runs or RBIs. If you're getting a lot of K's, you tend to have a lower you tend to have a lower ERA and whip. Not always. Yeah, Matt Boyd has uh, Not always. Has, has tried to say <laughs> say it's not always true. Not always. The problem is that we actually don't have a good vocabulary for these stats. You know, we sort of know we know what 30 home runs means, but I, it's harder when I tell you 5% of this guy's PAs are home runs. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really getting me out of my comfort zone. Pitching. Three guys going basically near ADP of 100. Luis Castillo, Shane McClanahan, Clayton Kershaw. I've heard of them. You, you've heard of them. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something something really interesting here, which is uh, Clayton Kershaw obviously, not obviously, has the highest K per batters faced. Um, yeah. Of these guys, but he faced the smallest number of batters, yep. so he barely has—he uh, barely beats McLanahan in Ks. Neither mm-hmm. one of them is anywhere close to Castillo, who has the lowest, <laughs> quite by quite a bit, Ks per batters faced here. Um, really, wow. Yeah, super interesting. Um, so, and I, I give you the raw numbers here. But what I really want is I want to say at the all-star break, if you think each one of these guys is going to be above or below their K per batter faced. So I'm giving you the numbers from last year. And in order for us to evaluate these small number statistics, I want you to tell me rates. So Luis Castillo, better or worse than 23.9% K rate last year? Is he better or worse than last year? I mean, these are the questions. He he did 192 Ks on 803 plate appearances. By the end of the season, I think that he's going
0: to be better, but I I don't think by the All Star break he will because he's going to be uh, doing the
1: like in and off the IL shuffle. Okay, thing. well you already you already beat my point, which is that I was going to try and set these up to be double or nothing at the All Star break because I think these numbers are actually pretty good over the course of the year, but being able to predict yeah. whether they're going to be better first half or second half is like. The next level of value thing, right? So Castillo, you'll go for you'll go for under here. But it's so low. I mean, it (laughs) it is low.
0: I'm I'm figuring out that is low,
1: and he is a striking out pitcher. Yeah, but it's volume, right? His value. What you're seeing here is that his value is driven by volume. Yeah, but his
0: K rate was down last year. Okay. So the the whole point is is he going to be able to bounce back, and is he able to get through his? Is he going to be the second, the player that he was in the second half of last year, or not? Yes, and he's hurt right now. So right now, yeah, I'm going to say he's under. I'm going to say Castillo is under for the first half. Okay, I think all of the all three of these guys are going to be under for the first half. Do you really? Who's mm-hmm. who's the because McClanahan, I think is going to have a little bit. He's going to have a little bit of regression this year, um, and then Kershaw. The, those numbers are just too good, and if he's going to be. I think he's gonna to have to pitch more
1: with <laughs> Scherzer gone. Okay, I yeah for for All Star break I think I, I don't know I could see McClanahan opening the season pretty strong. I he could that's the one thing that I I, I could see him dying and then and then we're gonna start hearing the conversations about are they gonna shut him down for the playoffs? Exactly. So I th- I think McClanahan I think McClanahan's over, but I agree with you on the unders for the other guys. All right, what about right, right around pick 200? I got three more guys. Jose Urquidy, Joe Ryan, the opening day starter for the Twins, and Alex Wood. Uh, these guys are all over the map here. Uh, Joe Ryan has the highest, but it's extremely small number of statistics, so I want to you know, warn people off of this. He's only faced 100 batters <laughs> all of last year, but he struck out 30 of them. It's pretty good. Uh <laughs> Alex Wood, 26%. Uh, Jose Urquidy, 21.2%. Urquidy's going at the, you know, has the highest ADP of all three of these guys. Or the best ADP of the three these three guys. This is Astros. But, Don't like Astros. But of the six guys
0: that Urquidy we're talking about. Urquidy is going to be higher. I think that he's going to have a pretty darn good season. First um, half or second half? I think he's half? going to have a... I don't think that I don't have any idea. I think over the course of the year it's going to be pretty decent. I mean, I think that it should. My guess it should wash out to about where he'll be by the All Star break. So I think he's going to have higher than that twenty one point two. Yeah, Joe Ryan super low, obviously. Alex Ryan is going to be lower. Wood and then Alex Alex Wood is the one. Here is the. Yeah, This this is a really tough one because it's it's like the exact based on what what you're telling me and like what my calculator says on my phone um I'm figuring it out it makes total sense and I almost I looked at him like two three rounds in a row in both the home league and TJFBI and was thinking like oh, is he? No. I know. Yes. I know. No, he's a kombucha girl kind of player. <laughs> I'll say he's going to do better. I'll say he's going to do better for the okay. All-Star break
1: and then he's going to do his get hurt. I think I think there's going to be double or oh, no, I think there's going to be double or nothing's all at the uh at the All-Star break here. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. So, I mean, I really want to get a sense for these percentages because these are the type of things that we can evaluate after two outings. I mean, you can see like okay, let's look for two outings. 3. I you need to you need 3 outings to start to get a real sample we'll, with it. We'll pitchers. get a measurement of when they're going to start to whether when they're going to start to equalize here. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah. I th- I think You will tell me. But it's good. Okay. So let's flip to the flip to the batting side here. Uh, right around hundred again. We're doing we're doing home run guys. These are pretty wild. Mitch Haniger, Jesse Winker, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, really spanning really spanning the percentages here. So Jesse Winker, even though he had a what people consider to be a monster year, great second half, four point nine five percent of his PA's are home runs, which is pretty low.
0: Yeah, but he showed up. I mean, he showed up a lot.
1: Yep. So, do you think he's going to be better? No. <laughs> yeah. But 4.95 recognizes pretty low. I mean, that's... It, he's in Seattle now? Yeah. Nah, it's not going up. You're right. It's lower. All right. Mitch Hanniger, 5.64%. Yeah, 39. Okay. Kyle Schwarber, 6.79. Highest of them. But he only had 32 home runs because he only had 471 plate appearances. This is going to be a tough one for you. <laughs> this is a tough one. For the, by the All Star Break, yeah, All Star Break, he's not a.
0: First. You know what? I'll take higher. I think that he's gonna he's gonna be out but of this, the gates. He's this is like gonna be like the year that he's gonna be. They're gonna talk about him for the Home Run Derby, everything, and then he's gonna have a second
1: half that's that, just like six point seven nine. Uh, that's I mean that's a pretty eye popping number. We'll talk about. I mean his comp here in the second half at the at the two hundred ADP is Adam Duvall, who is just basically a known you know all I do is mash <laughs> type guy, right? Wasn't that what Schwarber's going to be asked to do in Philadelphia? I don't know, because they, they have him high in the lineup. All right, our last batch of guys here, the hitters around 200. Uh, I don't know. These guys, I mean, these are waiver wire guys, right? These are guys that, I, that I'm like, you can probably find this guy in a waiver wire at some point. Uh, Frank Schwindel, Adam Duvall, Randall Gritchick here. Gritchick coming in very low, 4.04% on home runs. Schwindel, 5.4%. Duvall six point eight four. He's got to do better than that, and he's in. Where's Grichik playing this year? In Colorado, that's
0: going to be higher. I know that one's going to be higher. Schwindel, that's really tough one, and Duvall, man, he's he totally seems to me like the guy that if he's got if he's fifth in that Atlanta lineup and he's able to get to
1: that five fifty five number again. Totally get to 40 home runs. You, so, right, 40 home runs. Okay, so you're you're doing the calculus here, right? So 40 home runs is over that, right? Because it's...
0: Uh-huh. If he gets to 550 with 40 home runs, I mean, that's like... Okay. I keep on... I, I, maybe because it's a DU, but I think Adam Dunn. Yeah, and I ex- see exactly. Ex- the Reds I, they're the, not that different. To the NL. <laughs> to the, I don't
1: know okay, see, so yeah. the thing that I... Uh...
0: I could see him hitting two... I could see him doing the... The Adam Dunn hitting 220, getting on base at 350, and then having 40 home run seasons, yeah. But fine, I'll okay. take the over. I'll All right, Schwindel, I'm you're right. Going... And then Schwindel, I don't know. I
1: don't. I I don't want to. I don't want to touch that. I don't people know. people love that guy. I don't know. People love that guy. Uh, so I mean, this is this is really trying to be an exercise in like which guy should we pick? Um, and I the hitting side, I actually really like because. We, if you invert these numbers, we can basically say if they don't have a home run in this many plate appearances at the beginning of the season, it's a little anomalous. <laughs> true, 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 true.
0: I think that about brings us to the review session.
1: Brandon Woodruff. I'm pretty excited about Brandon Woodruff, uh, except I looked at his stats for last year, and somehow he won nine games and lost 10 games, even though he had a 2.56 ERA and a .96 WHIP and 211 strikeouts in 179 innings pitched. What is going on there? I've been reading this Top 100 Baseball Players book,
0: and it's amazing to see some of the bad luck seasons that people have, especially on the – the pitching is like – that's where you have a bad luck season. It's like you only have nine. Or like the guys that it's like, well, this was a – this would have been a Cy Young in any other year except, you know – Randy yeah. Johnson was sitting there with <laughs> his stats next to it. You're like, oh, well, yeah, Doyle didn't get it. Um,
1: Yeah, bad luck or trend? Uh, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, the, the Brewers are a big, uh, good, underperforming team. Uh, but they did pretty well last year. They just didn't show up for him. Yeah.
0: They sort of showed up for Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. They, well, they showed up
1: majorly for Freddie Peralta so regression to the mean so this is going to be his 20 win season i mean i would not say no to that uh but i mean I'm looking at his percentile <laughs> rankings they're elite i mean they're they are there's nothing ba- there's nothing bad so here. why is he drafted below the other guys that we were talking about 211 strikeouts in 179 innings that's a great ratio well it's
0: 200 and 179
1: wow yeah that's a good ratio <laughs> so I, mean, I was going to say he doesn't have he
0: doesn't have the like the the upper echelon kind of level stuff. He does kind of seem like the number, he's like the number two or the, he's right now the number two, if you're picking two aces or the like, you know, I'm going to wait on a pitcher. Yeah. And then sit on Brandon. Exactly. I know that I, in TGFBI, I picked Corbin Burns. And then by the next time I picked, it was like, Brandon Woodruff is right here. Like, I can't,
1: I want to take him, but I can't. That's a that's a lot riding on Brewers. Uh, yeah i I don't know. I mean i I don't know what to say exactly about about Brandon Woodruff. I and then you look at his age. It's like, oh, well, he must be older. Yeah, you know, no, right on. This yeah, is twenty nine. Should be. Uh, I mean, he he doesn't have the pedigree, right? He was drafted in the eleventh round, which is pretty incredible. I mean, this is like we actually don't talk about that many guys that were drafted this late. It's. I mean, it is astounding.
0: We, this is going to be this like kind of like end of the year. He's going to be top 10 pitcher easily. And everybody's going to be like, oh, eh, who cares? How many more years of this does he have? Like, that's the real question. And is he going to stay in Milwaukee forever? So, uh, or is he going to end up being on like the Yankees at some point and winning 20
1: games as the number two? I think that if the, okay, a lot of questions there. I think if the Brewers' season doesn't result in the playoffs this year, that they will retool, and a guy like Brandon Woodruff is gone because somebody, some other team, will recognize his value. The Yankees is a is an excellent choice for somebody to pick him up.
0: But wouldn't the Brewers? Wouldn't it make more sense for the Brewers to keep the reliable guy who? Looks like he could walk down the
1: street in Milwaukee and not be recognized. Absolutely, as a I think pitcher for the Brewers. yeah. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm very bullish. I think Woodruff has, I think Woodruff has the stuff that keeps him in the league at an elite ish level for a while. He does. I,
0: I think he does. Elite ish. Yeah, he could be winning nine games in ten years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, for a, I don't think that he's. Um, I want to be clear. I don't think he's Garrett Cole. <laughs> like he's not in that. You know, there's a there's no, no, no. a there's a different level here. We are talking about him sixth here, which is not that far down the list. Um, I don't know. It's about what right. Do you, what do you think about him versus Corbin Burns? I mean, is it is it valid to have a really different different valuation for the two of them?
0: I think it is. Okay. I think because there's there's a reliability factor that you have in Brandon Woodruff. I think. Okay. Man, Matt Cain is a good comp. If Matt Cain had a beard, you like that. You like that compound, huh? Matt Cain, forcing fastball, curveball, sinker. Okay. He didn't have Devin Williams in uh, showing him to show him how to, how to
1: really throw a change up. I do like having Devin Williams around. Having a good having a good bullpen back bullpen makes those pitchers more valuable. Ugh. So I mean,
0: I would give you an over under on the wins. Like, he it said it's sixteen point five. Do you think he's gonna? I think he's going to have a regression to the mean this year.
1: I don't know. He's got nine. Nine nine and 10 losses. (laughs) It's like, it's so bad. It's so bad. That pitcher
0: on that team. It's okay. Who are we doing next? Next week, we're going to talk about Zach Wheeler. All right. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of
1: luck to you, too.